over. The age of 21, welcome to the Hot Nation USA podcast. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was good. Yeah. I, I feel I like I am ready to go right now. I know, Just right? Just with that. Yeah. So welcome to episode 18. That's what we're on. Yeah. 18. It's legal now. Hell yeah. And uh, as you can tell, Sam's gone again. Yeah. He's <laughs> off doing whatever it is that Sam does to earn a living. He's in California. And hopefully, if he comes back, he'll come back with some beers. Be better. That we've never had before. Be better. If he's smart. Even if he's not that smart, yeah, he should. He just yeah. should. He should just know. Should just know to do that. <sighs> Damn it! So it's you and me again. Yes. Well, we don't need him. Well, no, we don't need him. But, no, it's, but nice it's nice to, to have him. him. Nice is. to have it him. It truly is. It fits the format of the show. Yeah. We miss you, Sam. So come back soon. He mm-hmm. said he'll probably be back for next week. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, but this week we're doing our own thing again. We and we're we're doing a brewery. We are. We are we are going back to one of our original themes, uh, doing a brewery. And actually, this is a West Coast, Western, Western uh, beer. I should say it's not necessarily West Coast. Uh, originally, I should say New Belgium. Yes. From Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, yes. Or as the locals call it, the Napa Valley of beer. Or the Mecca of beer. Nah, Napa no. Valley. Napa Valley. I read that on a brochure once. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually visited Fort Collins. It is a beautiful town. Beautiful mountain town. Uh, as most Colorado towns are. I, yeah. I didn't make it in the Fort Collins. I, I visited uh, Denver and Golden. Golden is awesome. Yeah, it is. If and when I win the lottery or make FU money, <laughs> I'm moving to Golden, Colorado. That's right. Yeah. So that could probably be the new location of the Hop Nation USA mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not the Hop Nation Pennsylvania right. podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we didn't pigeonhole ourselves That's right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when, uh, when we make it big... Y'all can come to my cabin in Fort Collins, Colorado. Colorado. That'll be my remote one mm-hmm. from my main one in Golden, Colorado. Because mm-hmm. i got to have a cabin near where all the beer is. Fair enough. I'm thinking I'm probably going to just uh, rent a room in a hotel. Yeah. I've heard good things about this overlook. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> all work and no play. <laughs> <laughs> so the first beer that we're going to try uh, is, guess, guess where they're from? I'm going to guess it's Fort Collins, Colorado. Yes, yes. The New Belgium. And this is their Juicy Watermelon. Okay. It is a watermelon lime ale, which is interesting. All right. Uh, should we tell uh, all the listeners out there how we got a hold of these beers? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, part of the reason why we're doing this episode this week with the New Belgium beers is they were gifted to us, actually, from mm-hmm. our uh, good buddy Bo, who got married, and this was in our groomsman gift. Yes, so... Uh, Without any any further delay, uh, congratulations, Bo and Kristen. Mm-hmm. Um, we wish you many many happy years together. Uh, hopefully, it is more better than worse. More better. <laughs> more better. More better. <laughs> <laughs> Fun, funner, funnest. Look it up. <laughs> but yes, we uh, we uh, sincerely congratulate you two, and we look forward to seeing you guys together for many many years to come. So, uh, in celebration of that, we're gonna drink your beer. Yeah, on the show. On the show. <laughs> Thanks for the content. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a juicy watermelon. Uh, it is just an ale. Comes in at five percent alcohol, so it's going to be a nice light one. Uh, obviously, this is a summer beer. I haven't even opened it up, and I can already tell you that it's going to be a light-colored beer. Yeah. Uh, it's in a brown bottle, and I can see right through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's crack this open and let's give it a pour. So, have you had many watermelon beers in your time? There is one watermelon beer that sticks out 
And I know that you have had it as well. 21st Amendment. Yep. Come hell or high watermelon. Yep, yep. To me, that is the gold standard whenever it comes to watermelon beers. Now, do you say that because it was just the first one you had? <laughs> well, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. But not only that, uh, it's pretty good. It's a good drinker. That's... It, no, it really is, yeah. That is one of, that is one of my favorites. I had another one, uh, the Line and Kugel. I don't believe I've had that one. Yeah. Is that a watermelon shandy? Yeah, it's a shandy. Well, all right. Yeah. So I, I have done a little bit of research on on fruit beers and things like this, mm-hmm. and there is a very good reason why not many watermelon beers exist. Because they're seventy percent watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> or water. Yeah, yeah, it's right in the name. Yeah. So because because there is so much water in the fruit, uh, you can't get much flavoring out of there. You right. have to use so much watermelon, or right. else you have to use a concentrate to get any sort of flavoring out there. So I'm not sure how New Belgium did this, if they just used acres and acres worth of watermelon to get the flavoring, or if they used a concentrate. I'm going to guess concentrate. They, anything, on a big, anything on a big production scale they're gonna with, have to. with that kind of fruit, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, yeah. You're going to have to. Yeah. And, like, unless you're, like, a cidery who, yeah. use, who uses, you know, you use that much apple. Right. Apples and watermelon are fairly the same with... Correct. That's why yeah. there's not many apple flavored beers out there right which yeah yeah <laughs> i i wouldn't really be that impressed with an apple flavored beer anyways red's apple ale uh, i've never actually had that it's trash okay that i'm not surprised by that yeah i didn't care for it at all yeah if if it's a prime sponsor on a nascar vehicle uh, <laughs> can't trust it can't trust it back to the one that we have in hand literally the new belgian juicy watermelon with lime uh it is very clear very clear very effervescent at least in my pour. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, take a look at mine. I think we've seen... Yeah, yours is a lot. Yeah, yeah yours is a lot more bubblier than mine. Mm-hmm. It's perky. Yeah. I honestly would almost... If I were able to change the color a little bit, I would almost call this like a champagne. Yeah. In yeah, terms a, of the effervescence. It's, yeah. It's darker than a champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, it has more head than champagne. That too. <laughs> so it's not like champagne at all. <laughs> Except for the one aspect, it is nothing like champagne. Just has little bubbles. <laughs> but it's it's a good, clear-looking beer. I yeah. can see right through it. No muss, no fuss, no haze. On the nose, you get like a little sour fruitiness. Well, I'm thinking that's the lime. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. Not, yeah, there's not much to the smell. It Mm-mm. smells kind of like a sour citrus. But I think with this one being a summer beer, you don't really want to have that pungent of a, no. of a beer. You no, just, no, no. You just want to sit on the back porch or actually... What I found, uh, going back to the 21st Amendment, uh-huh. uh, Hell or High Watermelon, one of the best places that I've drank it was on a golf course. Yeah, that makes sense. Because That's refreshing. Not only is it refreshing, it comes in a can. That too. So that makes things much easier. Yeah. This uh, came in a bottle, not that there's anything wrong with that. Let's, uh, let's take a drink. Hmm. Huh. Well, you get plenty of, uh, get plenty of watermelon flavor. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Not really feeling the lime much. A little bit of that citrusy side of things to it. Yeah, yeah. I think the lime is just kind of the to prop it up. Maybe, maybe again because it wouldn't have much of a nose. Nor should it. Without you know, without it. Right. And yeah, because watermelon is not gonna have it's not gonna have that big bold smell to it. No, it you know it just kind of probably helps along the uh, the flavor. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, otherwise the lime's pretty non-existent. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm gonna keep sipping on this. I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold my. <laughs> My judgment on this a little bit. You're, you're pulled back a little bit on this one? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Okay. I think it's kind of comparable to the Heller High Watermelon, but uh, 
we'll 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 sit with it for a bit. Would you agree that the Twenty First Amendment is the gold standard when it comes to? I, I would call it the Cadillac. And the reason I say that is because the Cadillac is the bar. Okay. There are better ones out there. Right. But the Cadillac is the bar. Okay. That's what I would consider the 21st Amendment, where that is the standard, that's what you compare everything to. So you said that there's better ones out there, but I honestly haven't had better ones yet? Oh, that was hypothetical. Yeah, I know. You're just kind of working off the presupposition that... There's got to be something better out yeah, there. Yeah, there's right. got to be a better one. I'm sure right. some dude's brewing a better one in his basement. <laughs> and we have to find that guy. Right. And we have to have him on the show. Okay. Well, we'll put that call out, I All guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're in charge of the Twitter. You can send that out. <laughs> if you brew a better watermelon beer, email us at... <laughs> email us your beer at Hop Nation USA. All right, well, while you sit with this and think more, mull it over a bit, we can just kind of move on to a little news story that's a bit apropos as to why we're drinking New Belgium as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got released uh, about last week, two weeks ago. All right. Might be two weeks ago now, depending on when you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're uh, you're my coworker Bubba, uh, three months ago. Right. Yeah, Bubba will catch up. <laughs> Bubba, Bubba is way behind. Yeah. He'll get there. Every, like once a week, he'll come over. It's like, oh, I listened to episode nine. Oh, I'm up to episode twelve. Like, dude, you gotta catch up. It's like I don't even remember what hey, happened. Did you, ever, you ever talk about this? Did you ever talk about that, dude? That was episode sixteen. Come on. Yeah. Catch <laughs> We're up. there. Let's go. We moved it. <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this. The Brewers Association just announced that they're going to start a partnership with craft breweries okay. to label beers with a label that designates them as independent. Really? Really. Okay. To give you a little more information on what this is, it's a reaction, basically, mm-hmm. to the breweries that have been getting bought up by AB InBev and Coors Miller. Right. Miller Coors. Well, I don't care. <laughs> All right, then. Fair enough. Don't drink it, don't care. <laughs> but they want to be able to put beers out on the shelves that are specifically designated as independent. Now, here's a question for you. Uh-huh. How do they classify it as independent? And I'm glad you just asked because I can totally answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I, I had some follow-ups to that, but I'll, I'll let you I, go ahead. So Yeah, so let's start off with how you actually get the seal of approval, or seal of independence, really. <laughs> the seal of independence. Is yeah. there an eagle involved? No. Well, it's it is ju- bullshit. It's just an upside-down bottle. <laughs> what? I don't know why they chose that. An upside-down bottle? Yeah, it's just like an upside-down bottleneck. So it's empty? No, because it has the cap on it. Well, and... Wh- I don't know. What are they trying to... All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and explain further. Just, just accept that that's the design. I will hit the I believe button. In order to actually get this seal, though, uh, you have to meet three requirements. Okay. Uh, the first requirement is you have to have uh, you have to be recognized as a brewer by the um, the the Tobacco Taxes and Trade Bureau. You have to get your red tape. Right. Okay. So you have to actually be recognized as a brewer mm-hmm. and allowed to sell such you that's, know that's things fair. like that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Got to be government legal. You have to sign a a licensing agreement. Uh, with the Brewers Association, and what that is is basically saying that you can't use the label if you are not classified as so a craft brewery. You can only use it whenever you're eligible. Right. So you can't just sort of get grandfathered in. Right. You can't get grandfathered in and say uh, you say you start using the label mm-hmm. and then you get bought out. You got to let it go. You got to let it go. That's fair. Yeah. That makes. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. that. That makes sense. That's just that's just fair play. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, 
the big requirement is you have to meet the Brewers Association definition of what a craft brewery is. Which is what? Okay, glad you asked that question, because I can answer that one as well. (laughs) The Brewers Association definition of a craft brewer is that you have to be small, meaning you can't produce more than 6 million barrels Okay. Okay. All right. And just to kind of give you uh, a a reference point for that, uh, the state of PA, Mm -hmm. all of its craft breweries don't do more than 4 million barrels. So you can be pretty big. That... I mean, yeah, you can be independent. Well, I don't know. Because theoretically, isn't Miller Coolers independent? No, because they produce more than 6 million barrels. I, I understand that, but outside of the scale, are they not their own entity? Yeah. Well, actually, hold on. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Okay. We're, we're talking about size right now. We're not talking, right. we're not talking about whether or not ownership. In this ownership, case, ownership is another part of the criteria. Right. In this case, size does matter. Yeah. So, in this case, Pennsylvania only produces 4 million barrels between all its craft breweries. Uh, This rule was kind of set into effect because of Sam Adams. I think they've done that before where, in terms of the size, where they've kind of moved the goalposts. Right. So that Sam Adams can stay as a a microbrewery or an independent brewer or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in this case, it's just considered craft. Because originally it was set at 2 million barrels, Mm -hmm. and Sam Adams was at 2.3 as far as production. Right. and But still, uh, the Boston Beer Company, they produce everything else under the regulations and under the criteria. Right. So they kind of they just want to set that scale. And um, $6 million also is, count, accounts for uh, like 3% of the market share. Okay. So that's kind of how they can gauge it. If nobody's going over 3 4 5%, yeah. then they can consider them not. So I'm curious for Miller Coolers and... Uh, Anheuser-Busch or AB InBev, what scale they are at in terms of market. Like those uh, big three. Right? I, can't, I can't give you those numbers right off the top. Probably 20, head. 30% each. Yeah, if not more. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if AB InBev, with all of its arms, mm-hmm. was at 50. I wouldn't be surprised by that. Nor would I. Yeah. Nor would I. Uh, so that brings up another question. Okay. If they're talking being independent brewers... What about the partnership that Southern Tier and Victory have together? Where they have a partnership, but they're still... Are, are they still considered an independent set of breweries? And can I, they still use that label? Uh, yes, I believe so. And then I, I'll kind of give you the breakdown of, like, uh, the, uh, one of the other criteria for being a craft brewer is mm-hmm. you have to have independence. Okay. Okay, so independence is defined as there has to be less than 25% of... Uh, ownership by an outside en- entity in the alcohol industry. Okay, so it, it, if you're owned by Blockbuster. Well, so, okay, so yeah, <laughs> if you're owned by Blockbuster, that wouldn't count at all because they're not even in the alcohol industry. Right. If you're, but if you're outright owned, like, mm-hmm. you know, a Wicked Weed or a Go- Goose Island. Right. Like, they're outright owned, so they can't. They're out. Yeah, they can't be classified. Um I can't tell you the size of Kona's partnership with AB InBev, mm-hmm. but I think it might disqualify them. Okay. And interestingly, there is one brewery that is disqualified that you through this criteria that you might not think of. Who? Founders. Really? Yeah. How? They are 30 to 35% owned by a company called uh, Mahau San Miguel. Oh, okay. I, I 
Okay. Not, it's not. It's not a beer company that really sells in the U.S. Okay. Found, uh, Founders is their entrance into the U.S. market. I gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And, and the reason why is so the reason why you dis you get disqualified if you're owned by one of these bigger companies mm -hmm. the way Founders is, it's because you're you're almost automatically availed to greater resources. Okay. You know, whether it be raw materials or distribution markets. You have that head start that others might not have. Exactly. You don't have the same kind of tribulations other people have. Huh. Yeah. Well, I... Yeah, but what is this... Coming back to the core of it, what is this label going to do? All it is is just kind of to help people pick beer that is part of smaller companies. I guess. I guess. I... Uh. Like, I... Like, I... I personally really don't want to give money to AB InBev. Nor do I. Nor do yeah. I. And, and I've kind of steered away from the Goose Islands. Right. Uh, and even Kona to a, to a certain extent. Yeah. Although, you know, I, I do like that. I think it's their Golden Wave. Okay. I, I, I like, like the Cocoa Brown, so. You know. yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah, I guess it, it does do that, but we're kind of in the know. Yeah, exactly. And if you're in the know, you're, you already know. Exactly. But if you're in the know, then you're in the know. Mm-hmm. And also, we also tend to drink more local when we're going. Very out. local, like hyper-local. Yeah. 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 Like, we drink from the tap yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of the brewery. So, like, like last we, week when we saw Scott right. brewing the beer in front of us. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, it's definitely what I prefer to do. Right. But if you're not so much in the know... But you kind of, that this kind of sort of matters to you. Maybe if you're in the area or out of the area... Yeah, exactly. Your, your normal yeah, drinking area. That too. Yeah, if you're out on vacation and you just see that label, mm -hmm. it makes it really easy for you to determine, hey, that's an independent beer. I can support local businesses. Exactly. Which, yeah, I can appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, the three criteria were um, you have to be small, you have to be independent, and the last one was you have to be traditional. That's pretty much the easiest one. Traditional? Yeah, you just got to brew with the four ingredients. Oh, shit. That, that, that one's just to disqualify shit like Henry's Hard Soda. Okay. All you right. know, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, well, here's a thought. Are meads involved in that? Can you still... You know what? I'm not sure about that. And what about ciders? Uh, meads and ciders, I, I don't know if they're covered. Because you look at it, like, for us locally, Apis Meadery, mm -hmm. they're obviously local and independent. Right. Not that they would really need to, to be labeled yeah. to say they're independent, because, I mean... I, I think because, like, I think this is just because it's... The Brewers Association, I think they're mostly concerned with beer. Yeah. Of course, it may, uh, maybe maybe meads and ciders are under a different uh, umbrella that's altogether. What, that's what I think. I think they need to have their own association to, <laughs> <laughs> to stand up for them or whatever. So when is, when is this label supposed to be implemented? Like as soon as people can change the labels? Yep. As soon okay, as possible. <laughs> here, here's, your, here's your logo. Put it on. Get it on your can, your bottle. Yeah, yeah. Get it out there. Yep, yep. Soon so, as possible. So is it is there anything that you have to get any sort of certification? Do you have to have any sort of paperwork? Or just no, we meet it and it's kind of an honor system. Well, I mean, they they have to do certify you. But mm. I mean, it's pretty easy to just kind of look down the line, you know, look right. at your qualifications and everything. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's not too hard. Like I said, it, you know, you just have to show them that you produce under six million barrels, which is everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a single I don't. I don't even think Sam Adams produces that much. They just kind of set that bar that high, right? So Sam Adams would never go over it again, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, the uh, Sam Adams rule. Yeah, and then you know you have to be independent, and you can just show, hey, we're not owned, right? 
Although, really, you just have to go to the New York Stock Exchange for that. And exactly. Figure that out. I'm going to drink a little bit more of this. Sure, sure. So that's that's interesting that they had that kind of reactive response yeah. to what's going on. Yeah, it, what's really interesting is that it originally came about in, like, 1994. That's when this idea was originally pitched. For the, the logo? Yeah for, yeah, for just a label. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was around for over 20 years. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, that's the, when it was originally pitched. Huh, okay. And uh, they kind of poo-pooed it and said, it's not really a necessary thing. And it came up again in uh, 2006, 2007. Okay, that... Probably still wouldn't have mattered to me then. Yeah, exactly, and and, and that's how they felt for the most part. Is like it's that's still not a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in favor, instead of putting you know a, a label on it, they they just defined what a craft brewery was, which is fair. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that's when they originally set that uh, two million. Okay, and then Sam thing. Adams. Yeah, kind of. Mm. Yeah, like mm, guys, can, we, can, can we, you not? Yeah, can we play a little bit here? Yeah, but yeah, so that that's when they did they did all that and it wasn't until you know just recently because i think i think most crap breweries didn't start selling out till about 2010 that sounds about right yeah yeah they didn't sell out they bought in <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> well back to uh an independent brewer as far as i know well this is actually one of the breweries that's going to adopt the sticker new belgian yes hopefully they don't cover up the bicycle yeah they they uh they were one of the first big breweries to sign up for this wow so am I not mistaken in saying that New Belgium also has a facility in North Carolina? Yeah, they actually opened one in uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I need to go to, to Asheville. Yeah, they seem to be kind of... They're on the upswing. Yeah, booming up mm-hmm. a little bit. Booming up. I booming like that. Up. Yeah, that's, I think that's kind of re- the reason why we are now getting New Belgium out in this area. All the new ones. Because beforehand it was kind of just Fat Tire and maybe one or two others. And we didn't even get Fat Tire for, for the, the longest, longest time. time right? Yeah, yeah. It's only been around for, what, three, four years now? Fat tire, maybe. If I would, I would say less. Because I think the first time I ever had it was whenever we were in Nashville, mm-hmm. and Sam, as a matter of fact, right. saw it, and he damn near pissed his pants. He was so excited, yeah, that there was fat tire in the grocery store. Yeah, we have to get this. We he, don't have a choice, right? Because he had been when he worked for that uh, other company that had him traveling. Yeah, he always screamed about fat tire when he got it from there. Right, so, yeah. and I. To me, it's a, and this is this is not an insult when I say this. Uh, I mean this very complimentary, but I find it to be the West Coast Yingling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's a, a good yeah, baseline good, beer. Yeah, it's a good drinker. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it more than Yingling. So, I, huh. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I ain't even mad. Yeah, so, huh. let's, let's get back to this beer. <laughs> let's get back to the light beer. Ha. You get ha, it? Because it's get a it. lighter beer? Uh, I get it. It's all right. It's all right. No, that, that's that's yeah, my review. No, yeah, that's, right. my, that's my review too. It's alright. Right. Um, I'm not repulsed by it. No, I don't find it as refreshing as the 21st Amendment. Mm-mm. Nor do I. Um, it's not a bad beer. No. If somebody handed it to me, I would drink it. Yeah. Would I? Put it's a good it, tailgater. It is a good tailgater. But if if we're looking purely on a tailgating status, I'd go back to the 21st Amendment. Yeah. Then I can. But. If it was up against the Lining Kugel watermelon shandy, this is what you'd go for. Yeah, I'd take this over the watermelon shandy. So okay, all right. Yeah. So, it's <laughs> so, not so there's the your worst. scale. <laughs> there's your scale. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. It's just meh. Yeah, it's just meh. it's all right. It's yeah. all right. They did they did their best with like, and again, watermelon's a really shitty fruit to, yeah. <laughs> to try and make a beer out. Of. I understand why they wanted to do it because watermelon is obviously associated with summertime. Oh it's shit, yeah. To be refreshing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I heard of a new game. What's that? Uh, 
watermelon football. Okay. Where you take a watermelon, uh-huh. grease it up, uh-huh. throw it in a pool. Oh, that's not a new game. Well, I've never played it. <laughs> Shit, that was on. That was on. Uh, it's always sunny. Was it really? Yeah. All right. Frank Frank greases up a watermelon and jumps in a public pool and is fighting with a bunch of Mexican kids. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm gonna have to watch that one. Yeah. I've never seen that episode. Yeah, it's great. Nice. Yeah, it's called. I think it's called the Gang Goes to the Pool. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like uh, Frank D and Dennis try to go to like this hoity-toity pool. Okay. Well, the the whole gang tries to go to this hoity-toity pool. Right, like a like a club, like a resort kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. And they get ushered off the. Yeah. <laughs> and so Frank D and uh, Dennis go to a public pool. Okay. Wait, I think it's actually called the Gang is White Trash. Oh, all right. Yeah, I think that's the name of the episode. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah. So very funny. This apparently is not a a new game at all. Mm-mm. Well, I've never played it, and I'm, I feel that I have to try it. Okay. <laughs> Freeze up a watermelon, throw it in the pool. Okay, have fun with that. Rugby rules. I don't see how that's football, but... <laughs> Rugby rules. <laughs> that sounds like more like watermelon polo. Yeah. Why not call it that? I don't know, man. I don't make the rules. <sighs> this is like this discussion we had about why mushrooms aren't dank, but weed is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's stupid. I think I'm going to quote you on this one. What's that? Drug users are stupid. No, I said drug culture is stupid. Oh, drug culture is stupid. I didn't say drug users are stupid. I said drug culture is stupid. All right, I apologize. My bad. Don't don't misquote me. (laughs) sound like an asshole that I want to not. Well, on this case. Yeah. All right, well. I I think we've covered enough for segment one. I think that's good. Yeah, so that's going to wrap up segment one for us. And we'll be right back with another new Belgium beer in segment two. Two! Judas Priest impression? I do. I yeah. do. Uh, yeah. If, if you try to be my turbo lover, I'm done, though. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, yes, welcome back to segment two of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Episode 18. We don't have a name for it at this point, because I'd name it right before it goes on the internet. We, <laughs> we should probably figure that one out. I mean, I figured it out right before it goes up on the internet. Like 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, just ten minutes, and then I go. Oh, okay. That's good enough for me. Let's That's go. What it's called. Yeah, I. Uh, I it's don't all. Get... It's all just song puns, anyway. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I've been able to come up with one. Yes, you got. You got last week's Cobble House of the Rising Sun. I'm proud of that one. It was a good one. I like yeah. that. I like that title. It felt right. It did. It was right. It felt it was right. Good. It was good. You want to talk beer? Uh, yes. You want to talk New Belgian beer? Uh, yes. What's our next a New Belgian beer? Well, uh, it is another. Summer beer? At least I would consider it a summer beer. See, I'm pretty sure this all came out of a summer mixer. I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, our friend Bo did not go and meticulously pick out these beers. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was meticulously ten minutes before we showed up at the restaurant. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That works. That works. Let's go. Here's three. Here's three. Goes in the (laughs) six-pack. It doesn't say light in giant letters on the side. That'll be fine. Ah, damn it, Bo. doesn't come in a big blue can. <laughs> it's not something I'd be willing to put in a three-man water balloon launcher. Have you ever done that? No. Taking a, a can of something in a three-man water balloon launcher? No. And launch it at either a tree or a wall? Boy, that sounds destructive. It's a good time. <laughs> let me tell you. 
You and your bumpkin games. Are... <laughs> <laughs> you ever play stump? You just throw a hammer at a tree stump. You ever, th- you ever play can tree? That's <laughs> where you launch a can at a tree. Yeah, well, I mean, when you end up with cases of diet caffeine-free Pepsi, uh-huh. what are you going to do with it? Yeah, fair enough. I would never drink that. Exactly. It's gross. And I'm not going to give it, you know, I'm not going to give it to a food bank. I'm no, not going to make those too. people suffer. That's rude, too. They suffered enough. <laughs> so, uh, we fair worked, enough. We fair worked enough. them at trees. Fair enough. And you huck them at trees. Mm-hmm. Just hucking them at trees. The way God intended. <laughs> yeah. So let's drink this beer, yes. which is, has absolutely nothing to do with hucking terrible Pepsi at a tree. No. This is the New Belgium uh, Citradelic. Okay. I'm going to guess. Can I take a guess of what kind of hops are in it? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to guess there might be some Citra hops in it. Nope, you're totally wrong. Okay, good. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't do any research on this one, I'll be perfectly honest. I can All tell right. you that it is a gold nail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it uses Persian lime. Okay. Freshly ground coriander. Ooh. And a hint, just a hint, of cracked black pepper. Huh. Yeah, so this one might have a bit of a twist to it. Yeah. This one might be kind of a come down beer. Yeah, that sounds... Mm, okay. It might... It, hell, it might be hoppy as well. It's a gold nail. It really shouldn't. Who knows? Well, we will here in a minute. Yeah, there's only one way to up. find out. Pop uh, that bad boy open. <laughs> uh, it is not a big heavy hitter. It comes in at 5.2% alcohol. Oogie doop. So, a good, you know, a good summer beer. That sounded nice. Yeah. Like, they know what they're doing. Sometimes, sometimes. But not all the times, all the times. All right. On first pour... This looks pretty much the same as the watermelon beer. Well, this is actually a lot lighter, I think. You know what? I don't need your sass. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> they, they do look very similar, but this is a lot lighter. It is. It is. I don't need you correcting me here, man. I also don't have much effervescence in it. I do. See? I don't I don't get the effervescence on my pour. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll pour yours first next time. I'm going to go ahead and blame Sam. That's fine. Because he's not He's not here. here. Can't defend himself. Nope. Remember, kids, if you're trying to pick on somebody, pick on somebody who can't defend himself. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> we are not a BSR show. <laughs> All right, so. It's a beer. It's, yes. It's very light colored. It's it's straw? Yeah, I'd, light say lighter straw. Than, I'd say lighter than straw. Yeah. Nice white head. I'll tell you what, it's definitely not golden. No. This is approaching about, this is about as clear of a, like, a wheat beer. Like a really clear wheat beer. Really, really clear. Yeah, there's no haze to it whatsoever. You can see right through it. I can... Now, granted, when I look through the glass to my back porch, it's upside down, but I'm pretty sure that has nothing to do with the beer. No. Science. Hmm. On the nose, it smells a bit like, uh... Soap? No? Yeah. Oh, because you... Are you one of those people where the coriander smells like soap? Apparently so, yes. Yeah. That's a thing. It is? Yeah, a coriander... Yeah, coriander... Tastes and smells like soap to some people. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I might not like this beer at all. You may or may not. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it doesn't smell like that to me. It, it smells, smells like, like it smells like a put together like tequila shot. Smells like peppery hand soap. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just getting kind of a tequila, like a tequila shot that has a lime already squeezed into it. Uh, well, it does have lime in it, so that right, makes yeah. sense. I'm, get, I, I'm getting much more lime than I am soap. <laughs> hmm. Weird. All right, I'm going to drink it. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. And by your face, you're tasting soap. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, the pepper kind of goes away, and then the lime kicks in, but yeah. it's still got a soap base. 
Weird. Yeah. So huh. do you know what the name of that is? Am I broken? Oh, no. It's just some sort of weird synesthesia or something. You are throwing out so many words right now. <laughs> I mean, I, it wouldn't even be synesthesia because it's not really switching any senses. It's just... Yeah, I guess, yeah, because it, it doesn't taste red. Right. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not tasting music. You're right. just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, no, I don't know what the word is for that. No? See, personally, I really like that. Huh. Does it, that's, for me, I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of a peppery flavor. Mm-hmm. Kind of up front. Yeah. But then, like, all the way through, I'm getting a really good lime flavor. I am, ta- I am detecting the lime on it, but it just seems like somebody cut up some lime, put it in some soap. Huh. <laughs> well, that sucks to be you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. So, uh, you want the other citradelic I've got in the fridge? Uh, yeah, I'll probably take that. All right, then. <laughs> I'll take that with me. <laughs> so, yeah, for people out there, um, if, you, if you're if you one of those people that has that kind of... <laughs> it's just funny watching you <laughs> drink it. Uh, if you're one I'm going to finish this. Yeah, no, go ahead. But if, if you're one of those people out there that has uh, that, that, that switch where coriander tastes like soap to you or it smells like soap, you probably want to stay away from this beer because it's, it's there. It's yeah, yeah, it is. Wow, like, I see. I don't taste soap at all. Yeah, I got soap. What? Really? I didn't know that was a thing. Of course, mm-hmm. how often do I have coriander? Right. I don't have that refined of a palate. The Burger King Chronicles. That's the best I can get you. <laughs> I can tell the difference between the mac and Cheetos. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and a Whopper. Have you ever actually had those? Fuck yeah, I have. That gross as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Yeah. Yes, I've done that to my body. <laughs> it was awful. Now but I would do it again. <laughs> I would not. I would not. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. If I'm going to have terrible food like that, yeah. Wisconsin cheese bites from Sheets. Mm. <sighs> Those are so terrible for you. Yeah. But holy shit, are they good. See, I kind of just want to actually go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is insane. Of all the cheese and all the beer, well, just all the goofy stuff they do. Like I'm, I'm sure they're one of those county fairs. They have one of those county fairs where they fry butter and Kool Aid. Yeah, I know they do the. I know they do the big giant uh, cream puffs. Yeah, yeah, just all the dairy out there. So I was reading about the Minnesota State Fair. Okay, and apparently there is a vendor that is somewhat famous for just selling a bucket of cookies. Okay, it's just That's fine. A, a <laughs> bucket of cookies. Hey, you can get a bucket of cookies at Walmart. That's no big deal. But they're fresh made, and apparently it, there are. It's it's got a following. Yeah. It's it's like uh, yeah. There's a following for just bucket of cookies. That's fine. How awesome of a marketing scheme is that? Yeah. It's you want a well. cookie? No. No. You want bucket. a plate of cookies? No. Nah. No. You want a bucket of cookies? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> a bucket of cookie. <laughs> That's how you cap off the night. <laughs> I read the tilt of world. I want a big bear. I'm going to get my bucket of cookies to go home. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Followed up with some red man. We'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I'm going to finish this. Yeah, yeah. While you while you muscle through this, I was thinking that maybe we could talk about something. So the past couple episodes, I've been noticing you and Sam have been harping on the renewable and sustainable yes. and... Things that are good for the environment. Yes, go green. As you guys can't stop talking about how much better cans are than bottles. They are. They're better. They're better for the beer. They're better for the environment. Uh huh. They're much better for backpacking, tailgating, any sort of outdoor activity. And obviously, it's summertime. You need to have that kind of thing. Yeah. 
And not only that, your can koozies work a hell of a lot better on cans rather than bottles. Okay. Well, now that we have that out of the way, I'm going to torture you <laughs> with an entire segment about all the other different green and sustainable solutions. Great! Great! <laughs> Not so much torture, but I, th- I think there's a lot of other interesting things going on mm-hmm. that are a lot more interesting than just cans. <laughs> can, cans can be interesting in and of themselves. Did you know that the original aluminum can was originally developed here in Pittsburgh by the Alcoa Company? I did know that, yes. Mm-hmm. For Iron City, I believe. Yep. Back in 1986. <laughs> Back in 1986, <laughs> the alcohol company developed <laughs> aluminum cans. <laughs> but there's a lot of other things going on. One, one of the first things that jumped out at me uh, was a company, a brewery, that we love, and it's rather close to us. Oh? Is solar powered. Who? Victory. Really? Yep. I was not aware of that. Yeah. They've actually been solar powered since 2010. Really? Yes. Damn. Uh, they're running on, I believe it's 365 solar power uh, panels. So they are completely independent from the grid in normal circumstances. Yes. Yeah, That's they're, really they're con- awesome. Yeah, their consumption, their normal consumption is mm-hmm. uh, you know, very limited and off the grid. That is very awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that that stuck out to me right away. Let the, that scores some points for me <laughs> to them. To them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you already kind of like them, so now you can mm-hmm. like them more. So, speaking of which, side note to solar power. Yeah. Did you know that the Kentucky uh, Coal Mining Museum is actually solar powered? Yes, I did know that, actually. Oh. Yeah. Well, thanks for ruining that. I don't know. I read it on Reddit. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to out-reddit me, boy. (laughs) I got far too many hours in the day. (laughs) You want to count heaven, fool? (laughs) Uh, Another thing I, I, I read... Uh, recently was it was about waste yes and uh, as you know as home brewers <laughs> we produce our own waste yes we and, do and uh we usually wind up with a big bucket full of grains yes and i was actually going to talk about that but apparently you're going to solve that problem for me well i'm going to give you a couple couple oh there's solutions multiple. okay yeah, there's a couple solutions on this i have my own personal solution so yeah um but uh one of the things that bigger breweries are doing mm-hmm. uh Rather than just pitching their grains over a hill like we do. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, when I'm at my parents' house, uh, I take it out back so the bears can eat it. Okay. So that, uh, very similar then. Uh, <laughs> you you take your small grains out to the bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, bigger breweries are actually shipping their grains out for farms as cattle feed. Very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. And uh, some of the one, uh, ones that don't ship it as cattle feed, there's a couple that send the grains back to farms to be used as mulch and fertilizer to grow more grains. So it's a full cycle. They yeah. literally recycle right. it. Yeah, it's a full recycle. That's awesome. Yeah. And another one of the things you can do with the spent grains, it takes a little bit more to do this. I don't know the particular details. I haven't done it yet, but you can bake breads with it. Yes, there is a company that does that. Did I, did I just steal your spotlight with that? No, you didn't steal my spotlight. Oh, you all right. just, you just pointed out another one. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a bakery called the Hewn Bakery, and they take spent grains and use them to uh, bake bread with. Awesome. Yeah. What, do you know where they're based out of? I believe New York. Ah. Uh, because... I don't know why I'm mad about that. Yeah. Because this also ties into something else. Okay. Uh, I believe Yeah, I believe they're out of the Hewn Bakery because I was reading it as part of another uh, story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a company called Toast Ale. Okay. And it originated in London. All right. And what Toastale does is they take leftover bread, and they use that bread to brew beer. Hmm. So they'll, they'll go around to the bakeries. Oh, damn it. 
<laughs> Soap beer. <laughs> I'm not holding holding this against you, New Belgium. <laughs> it's not. It's I not your fault. It's he's broken. Not your fault. <laughs> it's not your, yeah. No, I'm loving the beer. Damn it. Uh, anyways, but yeah. Anyway, so Toastdale developed this uh, brewing process. I they actually use a 4060 used bread to uh, multi grain. So do they use essentially day olds? I think they just use old. Day like, <laughs> loaves are pre-crouton? Yeah. Yeah, I think they just use old. Okay. Like, I don't think they're too, too picky about it. Just bread. Right. Something. Right. Something that'll get me my sugars. Yeah, I think they. I think it's more of they'll break it down into the kinds of bread, maybe. Okay. You know, like rice and sourdoughs, you know, just because mm. they may not, you know. Yeah, and but, your wheats. And your wheats. But then again, because it is a 40-60 mix, that might not even matter that much. True. So I don't, yeah, I True. don't know how. That's what... I'm kind of surprised something like that hasn't taken off here in the States. Maybe well, it has. Well, that was part of the story I was reading. Oh. <laughs> You're just one step ahead. <laughs> part of the story uh, was that it got developed in London. Mm-hmm. And so now they're opening a Toastale USA uh, in New York City. Oh, okay. Which is what led me to believe that Hewn Bakery is also in New York City. All right. Yeah. Rather than upstate right. New York. Yeah, and I think they might actually... They may have a partnership where Toastale is going to ship them their used grains and I stuff. I mean, yeah, that kind of makes to sense. To rebake into bread. <laughs> That'd be, how awesome would that be? Yeah. To be able to pull something like that off. Yeah. <laughs> you're, going, you're doing how many cycles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At some point, it's got to become poop and go away, though. <laughs> <laughs> It'll become methane. <laughs> and one of the things that is, is fairly obvious to to those that are that know the brewing process, but those aren't but to those that aren't intimate to the brewing process, the reuse of yeast. Yeah. You can use that over and over and over and over again. You can keep that strain, same strain going for years and years and years. And I find that really cool for, for multiple reasons. Number one, sustainability. Number two, consistency sake. Yeah, that that's very good for consistency. Mm-hmm. It's the same Yeah, it's yeast. the same strain. You, yeah, <laughs> you can't, yeah. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to adjust or anything like that based on the yeast because it's the same yeast. Right. And I didn't find anything specifically about, you know, hop usage. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, basically we're going through all four ingredients at this right, point. Right, <laughs> And the last one we've got is hops. Well, we got water. We'll, we'll get to water, too. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, a little, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to water, too. But, you know, obviously hops, you know, if you're using the full hop, you know, the whole, the... The nugget. Yeah, the full nugget bud, mm-hmm. however you want to call it. Right. I assume that can be, you know, repurposed in the mulch as well. I assume so. You know, and yeah, be used to right. grow more hops. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, maybe, they, maybe the extracts just get used up in the process, though. Maybe they, they'll give it to bees. Yeah, sure. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Bees like things like that. Bees like things. <laughs> bees like things. Whatever. Bees? Beads. Bees? Beads. Bees? I feel that like we've gone off the rails a little bit. Yes. Now we're going into arrested development territory. So. We are. And I'm all right with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll pull back again. Yeah. Let's get back into the, the water. Water is a bit of an interesting one. Yes. Because you're, you're getting into, you know, a resource that everybody needs. And it's a resource that it's readily available here in America. Right. For the most part. Right. With the exception of some southwestern states. <laughs> but they, yeah, they kind of knew that going in. Right, yeah. But a lot, of, a lot of breweries are trying to find their own ways around this. They're installing their own treatment facilities mm-hmm. 
they're installing their own filters. Some of them are drilling their own wells. Okay. So, like, if you're drilling your own well, you can, you know, just kind of pull your own water. Right. And it's usually a lot cleaner than... Yeah. 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 Well yeah. water is way better than city water. Yeah. That's just the way of life. Yeah. And especially for brewing. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's all natural sediment. Yep. And so you've got those minerals and things like that that right. gives a unique flavor yeah. to the uh, beer. One of the brews I was reading about, they, they have a filter uh, for their city water. Okay. That it's it's just a basic charcoal filter. All right. But it's used to pull out the chlorine and all the other treated. Yeah, all yeah. the nasties. Right. And I know for, for us, whatever we brew, we don't use city water. No. We'll always use spring water. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, it's better that way. <laughs> the one thing that I do need to figure out, uh, and I should be able to figure this out, I just I haven't been bothered to do it yet, mm-hmm. is for us, whenever we're in the cooling process, yeah. whenever we use our wort chiller, Right. What we'll do is we'll hook it up the hook the garden hose up to the wart chiller. It'll go through the coil, yeah. and then it'll just go into the drain. Yeah. And need to figure out a way to be able to recycle that, uh, turn it into a recirc loop, because honestly, after the first two or three minutes, the the delta it is isn't really that large. No. So you can I need to figure out a way to get a recirc loop. That way I can save a lot of water. Yeah, we can save water that way. We can also try, maybe just storing that water. Yes. Maybe use like a cistern or something like that. Yeah. And then re- and just use it for the next brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So many things. So little time. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of the nice part about brewing, though, is because you will boil your water, mm-hmm. you know, you'll get rid of most of, you know. True. Now you don't want to use dirt water. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just don't want to use mud you scooped up. <laughs> Where'd you get that? The crick? Crick, found it. <laughs> Don't ask cr- questions. There's a crayfish in there. <laughs> yeah, he's part of the yeah, recipe, I guess. He's part of the boil. He's part of the recipe, I guess. I don't know. So uh, this kind of leads me to the one of the last articles I read. As I already mentioned, southwestern states, and yeah. especially California, they have drought problems. Yes. And they're looking to start using treated wastewater Okay. for everything. Everything. Yeah. So much the same way that NASA, you know, space station. Yeah. Yeah. The the same way NASA space station astronauts do their thing. They do their thing, and it goes through a system, yeah. and then they just drink their own. Yeah. Yeah. Now with some of that, I, I have a little bit. No, some of that is purely perception, I'm sure. Right. But there's a lot of good usage for for treated wastewater like that. Yeah. That isn't. Directly to human or animal consumption. Right. Toilets, for example. And <laughs> part of the problem with the perception, like you just mentioned, is some people are calling it toilet to tap. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. The treated wastewater could just go back into a toilet. Mm-hmm. It could go into watering a lawn. Right. It could go into a whole bunch of other things. But California is looking to purpose it for human consumption if if it passes muster and it passes all the tests yeah so be it <laughs> yeah I, so I, be it i guess so it's just because when you hear words like wastewater and toilets tap right <laughs> it, it's it, it, it gets lot, in your head there's a lot of perception right off the bat that you gotta fight yeah apparently um so singapore actually does use treated wastewater for human consumption really and they're a pretty big town and i assume yeah they rebranded it to New Water. Nice. <laughs> Get the marketing team in here. Yeah. That's so, why Sam needs to be on this podcast. 
So I don't I don't know if you uh, you ever watched the show Parks and Rec. Oh yes. Do you remember the episode where they were fighting over the town reservoir? No. It it, it was like between Leslie and um, the Sweetums Company. Okay. Yeah. And they were fighting over like who got rights to the reservoir, <laughs> and they were fighting, and like Sweetums wanted to put a bunch of sugar. <laughs> And uh, Leslie just wanted to put fluoride in the water because uh-huh. it would make because <laughs> right. it would just help people. <laughs> but Sweetums just wanted to t- turn it in the Kool Aid, <laughs> so it like Tom Haverford had to get involved, and he was uh, like basically marketing it, and he was like calling it like New Two O or oh jeez, you know. And that that's exactly what the Singapore renaming <laughs> made me think. of. It's all in the marketing. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Can't say tap the toilet. Say New Water. <laughs> new Water. That's right. It's hip. But anyway, to bring it back to California, there actually is a brewery called Half Moon Bay Brewing. Okay. And I guess periodically they will use treated wastewater. Like, they're they're already adapting okay. their system to do this. Okay. So they'll, they'll use treated wastewater to brew, uh-huh. you know, brew a batch or two or something. They can't sell it yet. Okay. But I guess there's kind of like a, a proof in the pudding thing yeah. going on. Yeah. You, know? you, you got to try it somehow. Yeah, you got to do it first. Maybe they're subject, subjecting themselves to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, something tells me that they're probably using those batches, sending them to university, sending them to research labs. Right. What is actually happening with this with this beer once you use right. you know, repurposed water? Yeah. Because, again, like we said, there's a lot of boiling that goes on Right. You know, in in beer production so like he if, kills. if it gets treated and then boiled like there's a good chance it's very it's very pure and who knows what the the treating process is it could be filters it could be filters and then it's it's steamed you yeah. know it's it's brought to a boil right. and you recollect the steam it may also be a thing where it's chemical treatment i, I have no and, idea right but i mean if it's chemical treatment you also want to make sure your beer doesn't carry you know what Correct. i'm saying yeah you don't want it to act funky right you don't want to accidentally concentrate those chemicals because they don't boil off the same way right so yeah I, I, there's a lot going on proof and concept is yeah that's right. a very valid reason to to try this out right so the last thing at the uh end of this article they actually reached out to um the van eyes branch of the budweiser company van eyes yeah, Van Nuys, California. Oh, 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 oh yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. there. Yeah, right, exactly, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the Budweiser has a facility in Van Nuys, mm-hmm. and so they reached out to them to ask them about this, uh, you know, using treated wastewater. Yeah. And uh, Budweiser said, uh, we don't know what the big deal is, we've been bottling piss for years. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a whole segment on recycling just to get up to a Budweiser piss joke. Ha-cha! You're a dick. Hells yes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you shut me up. Set up. Knock him down. You son of a bitch. I'm the best. Oh. Nothing's ever gonna keep me down. Now I know what it's like to do a podcast with me. <laughs> All these asshole comments and you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. I got you good. You did. Speaking of good, let's jump back no, to this. No, no, I'm not done with this. <laughs> You'd be mad in your own time. <laughs> Damn it. So Adam's had enough of the citradella. I'm uh, I'm riding the struggle bus on this one. <laughs> well, if it tastes like soap, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't I haven't drank hand sanitizer in years, so it ain't great. And again, I it, now that I understand what the coriander does mm-hmm. to my palate, I'm not going to blame New Belgium on this one. Yeah, I'll I, give him a pass. Yeah, that's fine. 
there's your PSA for the week. But if you just have that brain connection where coriander tastes like soap, stay away from the citradelic. I don't know. But if you don't... I don't know, I don't know if there's a recall on me or something. No. I, well, no. Like I said, there's plenty of people that have that. It's a thing I've heard of before. I mean, yeah, but yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, I'll get a discount when I go to heaven. I'm like, well, no, your coriander receptors... They actually oh, got you broke your coriander receptors. <laughs> they got sent to soap. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, your life was just that <laughs> that less. <laughs> we'll make it up to you. Yeah, you can have citradelic in heaven. <laughs> the real stuff, the way it's supposed to taste. <laughs> so I guess we'll disclude Adam from this. Yeah, so it's, and it's you. down to it's one. All you. Uh, it's a really, I really, really enjoy it though. It just has that it has that nice kind of, not even peppery spice, but just kind of mm-hmm. pepper flavor. And it just just that nice flowing lime flavor. It reminds me a lot of the Abita Tagoza. Okay. Except for like the the Tagoza was salty. Right. And this is peppery. I'm half tempted oh, no. to just like get go half and half and see what they both taste like together. <laughs> pork. It'll end up tasting like pork. Yeah, sure. Good. Why not? <laughs> I will say the Abita Tagoza. That lime flavor, it, like it was meant to be a key lime flavor, so it was a lot sweeter. That makes sense. Yeah. This is a much more natural lime flavor. This is this is like citrusy tart. Ci- citrusy tart. This is much more like t- uh, biting a lime. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you combine this with a tequila shot. Mm. There's got to be something involved here. Hey, if you make a beer burrito with this, it would probably be pretty damn good. Probably pretty expensive, but who cares? Yeah. <laughs> make good money. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Make good money. Who cares? Treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. <laughs> So in conclusion, if coriander tastes like soap, don't drink this beer. Uh, but if it doesn't, please drink this beer. It's a really good beer. <laughs> I enjoyed it a bunch. I did not. All right, then. This is why we need Sam here. Yeah, that, it's kind of weird to not have a third person. To... Yeah, we're kind of deadlocked here. But if he was here, maybe it tastes like soap to him, and then we're still back to one. True. So, yeah. True. Yeah, try yeah. it. Yeah, try it yourself. If you know your own palate. Then listen to you know whatever way we're going. I don't know where else to go. I don't know. I, no, I think it's a good division yeah. to have to actually have somebody who takes soap. Yeah, but <laughs> can can I ask what kind of soap is it? Like Irish Spring or I don't. It just tasted like like a like a hand soap, like a almost like somebody took one of those foam pumps and okay. just went in my mouth. Okay, weird. I, I, I'm just saying, it's like I've I've gotten shampoo in my mouth mm-hmm. before. I've you know. Yeah, it's just. I, yeah, all right. Well, I don't know. It just it, it, <laughs> it was not enjoyable. Fair enough. Well, with Adam's bafflement, we'll end segment two and hopefully come up with a beer that is better for him <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't taste like cleaning products. Here's hoping. <laughs> I think that's it for segment two. 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 Nation, welcome back. That was Ted Nugent with Stranglehold, and we're coming up here with our third beer of the night. You like that one? No. No? <laughs> Too hacky? <laughs> it was a little bit hack. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it was good. Yeah, I know. It's a good impression of a shitty DJ. It is, but here's the question for you. Yeah, but would, would that kind of hacky 80s DJ uh-huh. really be playing Ted Nugent? Oh, yeah. Don't you think they'd be playing something like Jefferson Starship? Mm. 
I mean, it depends on the station he was on. I, I, I think that Jefferson Starship would be the better way to go with that one. Yeah. Maybe he has to be like a little deeper, like, all right. Mm. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Like the Wolfman kind of thing. Yeah. You're on the Vulture. Listening yeah. to REO Speedway. <laughs> yeah. There it is. That's <laughs> the one. <laughs> e yuck. Good thing we don't have that kind of radio anymore, What's, right? Right. <laughs> right? What? There's nobody on the radio who does voices. And <laughs> yeah. Let's drink beer instead. Uh, indeed, indeed. What's this one? So, our third beer for the night is the New Belgian, of course. Of course. Of course. From Fort Collins, Colorado, or Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, this one probably came out of Asheville. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, but it's the New Belgian, and it's the Voodoo Ranger 8-Hop Pale Ale. Right. So that's your initial reaction. I will go in with an open mind. Yeah. Uh, Is there any information on the IBUs on this thing? Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of a tease on what it is. Okay. So it is a brilliantly balanced for easy drinking. This pale ale is packed with citrus and tropical fruit flavors from eight different hop varieties. Oh, okay. Do we know what the eight hops are? I, we do, because I looked them up. Oh, all right. <laughs> Research. We should probably try that more often. I know, right? <laughs> Makes us seem prepared. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the uh, eight hops used are the Nugget, the Centennial, the Cascade, the Amarillo, Mosaic, Simcoe, Citra, and one I've never actually heard or used, uh, the Nelson Sauvin. Never heard of it. Yeah. I am noticing there is one that is missing. What's that? Fuggle. Ah, uh, no, this isn't for you. <laughs> this is a, a fuggle beer. Yes, fuggle beer. Uh, but it is a 5.5% alcohol. Really? Yeah. I was expecting some, something much more bold, bigger. Uh, well, I believe that would be the regular Hop Ranger. Okay. Because there, there's, uh, there's a Voodoo Ranger IPA. Yes. And then there's the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Okay. The regular Ranger actually has six hops in it. All right. So, it, uh, again, Nugget, Cascade, Simcoe, Chinook, Mosaic, uh, and Amarillo. Okay. And that one has an IBU of 50. All right. Yeah. What is this one clocking at? 35. Shit. Yeah. All right. All so, right. Well, yeah. then, okay. Well, maybe I just got scared off a little bit. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I was waiting to build that for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're yeah. full of twists and turns tonight. You know that? I know. I'm a tricksy man. <laughs> you are. All right, now I want you to pour this one, and I want to see how the uh, how the bubbles and the effervescence go, if we can. I assume this, oh, this is a, there's three light beers in a row. Hmm? Well, I mean, again, it came out of a summer pack, so. We assume. We assume summer pack. Yeah. I got bubbles. I got bubbles, too. Maybe you just pouring mine wrong. <laughs> maybe. Maybe just uh, maybe the fact I don't like you. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So um, I'm looking at this. Yeah, it's, it, it's a little bit darker than the other two. Yep, a little bit darker, uh, much more of a golden... Color, mm-hmm. as yeah. compared to the golden ale that wasn't golden. <laughs> right. This looks like something that would be poured at a VFW. Yeah. I know I've used that comparison before. Right. But this is right in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is definitely hitting the PBR wheelhouse. <laughs> yep. In terms of in terms of color, color, color yeah. only, color right. only. This definitely looks like a PBR. Right. On the on the nose, I can smell the hops. Yeah. There's it's a, there. There's... It's not pungent. It's not no evil. No, it's not pungent. But you but almost it's there. You almost get like a kind of a array of hop, yes, which there, you would hope with eight hops in there. Right. There, there doesn't seem to be one that's overtaking no. or, or jumping the prominence. No, no, but it's definitely more than one hop on the nose. And actually, I can smell a little bit of the tropical uh, fruit 
in there a little bit. Right. If you get your nose right in there. Which I'm thinking is the citra hop that I'm getting. Okay. I'm uh, I'm going to drink it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of a double up on you. Yeah. Huh. Not as bad as I originally thought it was going to be. Yeah. Now, I don't totally believe that this is only 35 IBUs. I don't either. Especially on the back end. Yeah. It's definitely got that lingering... Yeah. It's got bitterness. Yeah, it's got a oh, like a pop at the end yeah. of like a of like a bitter grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Like one last swing as it goes down. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's pretty. I would say it is balanced though. It is. There's some maltiness there. Yeah. Hmm. So you, but it doesn't really seem like the the hops and the maltiness are really fighting each other. No, they're not really fighting each other. But they're not really working together either. Yeah. They're kind of just there. Yeah. In the same glass. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna reserve judgment this time. Okay. Alright. <laughs> you reserved in the first segment. I'm gonna reserve this time. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we should move into our third segment. Okie doke. Which What's on tap? Uh, get it. So this is a new segment. We've never played this game before. Okay. We're gonna give this a try. I think uh, I think it's a winner. Do we have a name for it? We do. Okay. Beer fight. Beer fight. Beer fight. So the way this works, um it's it's somewhat similar to the question. Okay. There actually, there are two ways that we can approach this. Okay. We can do it two ways. Uh, what we're going to do is this is not a fight between the actual beers, uh, but what this is is a fight between the the names of the beers and what they represent. Right. So uh, it's sort of a, a who would win in a fight. I say let's let's take let's start with who would win. Yes. That's a good classic debate. That is a good classic debate. That's a good that's a good bar debate. Right. Gorilla versus crocodile. Lemmy versus God. Trick question. Lemmy is God. <laughs> and I still want that football helmet full of college cheese. <laughs> All right, so yeah, let's let's approach it that I'll, way. I'll 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 do a sample one, and I'll I'll give you the brewery and the beer. Okay. That way, th- these are these are not made up beers or anything like that. These are legitimate beers. You can buy them. Uh, actually, the majority of them I've had before. Yeah. Uh, some are local. Some are national. That's fine. Whatever. We're, I mean, I don't think we're moved into full tournament mode yet, so we don't. No, we don't no. have to bracket it out. We don't have to sweep the leg. <laughs> so this one is a real easy one. Uh, the Rheingeist Panda. Okay. Rheingeist is out of Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, versus the Terrapin Chubby Bunny. Yeah. See that? That's in Panda wins. You think so? Absolutely. Have you ever seen a panda attack? Absolutely, I have. Really? Yeah. Are we talking red or regular? No, regular. Really? Yeah. I've never seen a panda attack. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen it. Like, Chinese zoo videos. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, one dude, like, he was, I don't know, he just upset the bear. It is a bear, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's still a bear. <laughs> he upset the bear, and the bear just grabbed him by his jacket and pulled him up against the bars. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, he got away and everything, and he survived, but. Well, this is this was a poor choice to start off with i think so so uh, let's let's spice it up a little <laughs> if bit it, if it was a red panda you know that's a different fight but so let's go red a panda fat, a fat rabbit <laughs> let's go let's go with a red panda versus a fat rabbit the chubby bunny uh-huh who would win that one i'm going with the chubby bunny ah it depends is it one of those how big is the bunny it's not gonna be one of those Big Welsh hair, Welsh long hairs, where yeah. it's the size of a Toyota. Yeah, there's there's like big four pound ones and. Let's go Jackrabbit. A Jackrabbit. Let's go. Let's go Jackrabbit. Mm, I think the Jackrabbit might win then. The, yeah, because the Red Panda, its then only again, defense is falling on its back and kicking its legs. Pretty much, but you. But then again, you got to remember, if it's a chubby bunny, 
then it's all full of marshmallows, and it's probably in a diabetic coma already. True, true. <laughs> or or it's it's hungry, and it wants more, and mm. it knows that you've got marshmallows in your pockets. Because who doesn't have marshmallows in their pockets? Red pandas, because they don't have pockets. They're not marsupials. Stupid pandas. <laughs> so we're saying that the the rabbit would win, the chubby bunny would win. Yeah, if it's not an actual panda. Correct. <laughs> actual Correct. panda would kill that thing. So so if we're sticking with the red panda, which would actually which would you rather fight, a red panda or a jackrabbit? Oh, I'd rather fight a rabbit. Really? Yeah. I think I'd rather fight the red panda. I base that on cuteness. Really? Yeah. Well, a jackrabbit is not that cute. I mean, I'd pet it. They're, yeah, you pet it, but it's not that cute. It's like, it's all wiry hair and everything. <laughs> it is. Like, it's not that cute. Fair. Compared to a red panda. Red panda is one of the cutest animals in the history exactly. of mankind. I couldn't punch it in the face. No. I could punch a human toddler in the face before I could punch a red panda in the wow. face. Wow. Yeah. This took a dark turn. It's not dark. It's just saying some kids are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Moving along to, wow. All right. <laughs> Wow, learning a lot about Steve tonight. <laughs> Some kids are shit. That's so, can't help that. So uh, the next one uh, is a beer by Grist House, one of our local breweries here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. The Undead Unicorn. Yeah, yeah. Versus a beer, another beer by Terrapin, uh, Lucille, The Walking Dead. Mm. Who would win in that fight? Ah. You know what? I didn't watch season seven. I only watched the first episode of season seven. Using the knowledge that you have. Yeah. Who would win? Well, here's the thing. The bat would actually have to be in play. Agre- you know what I'm saying? Assuming that it is being so, wielded. Okay, so assuming it's in the hands of Negan. Yes. Okay. Yes, and actively being used. All right. As intended. Against the zombie unicorn. Correct. So you have to wonder what would be the powers of a unicorn. It's got the horn. Well, yeah, I'm, but I mean... But okay. it doesn't have the reach. That's the thing, because it's got to stick its head out there, and all it takes is one swipe with the bat... Does it, though? Because, I mean, it's still a horse. It's still a horse. I mean, I've never hit a horse in the head with a baseball bat, and I have zero attention to. Right. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But I'm that's not- why, that's why, see, that's the thing. That's why you have to define the powers of a unicorn, because you have to understand. Well, there's one slight problem with that. What? I don't watch My Little Pony. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Neither, so we're kind of in a quandary. Here. I don't, I don't have any Lisa Frank <laughs> trapper keepers. <laughs> But, like, do you assume that because the unicorn's undead, it loses its magical powers? Because, like, a lot a lot of, you know, things, when they become undead, they lose what made them special. You know what I'm saying? Where are you getting that from? What are you basing that from? Well, like, just the human becomes undead, they, they lose rational thought. True. They start to rot. Now, I guess that, that becomes another thing. Are we talking walking dead zombies, or are we talking fast movers? You got to be talking Walking Dead zombies. Okay, so they're they're slow. Fast, fast movers are usually a byproduct of some, some sort of biological attack. Fair, like Twenty Eight Days. I was gonna go with Later. I Am Legend, but uh, those are supposed to be vampires. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They are. Yeah, which is also technically undead. Yeah, and that are the one with Will Smith. That movie's trash. See, now I'll, I'll disagree with you on a certain bit. Okay, the first. Third oh, yeah, half no, the of first, a movie is yeah. great. Yeah. And then the writer strike happened. Strike right. happened. <laughs> and then it went all heroes and went to hell. Yeah, it went bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so anyway, back to yes. the original fight. Yes. I'm going to say any magical powers, mm-hmm. the the unicorn loses because it's undead. Now. But, but it is still a horse yes. with a horn. Yes. And I'm going to give it that fight against a man with a bat. Now, here's another question for yeah. you. 
Now, the only reason I ask this, because it isn't... Yes, it is a magical power, but not necessarily. I can't believe we're having this discussion about a damn unicorn. <laughs> you but, started it. <laughs> I did. But with a unicorn, it has the power of flight. Right. And those wings are built in. It doesn't fly on magic. So that means it's still a flying horse. No, I think you're thinking of a pegasus, my man. Do, do unicorns have wings? I thought no. unicorns always had wings and the horn. No, unicorns don't have wings. Am I thinking of a pegasus? I am thinking, thinking of a pegasus. pegasus. Well, yeah. then, well, that... That is moot, then. I, th- I, I I still think unicorns can fly on magic. But again, it would lose but that the ma- power. But the magic power would right. be gone, so it's down to just a ground-based horse. Right. Hmm. Yeah. What's the fighting service? Huh? What's the fighting service, and is the horse shooed? Um, if it's a unicorn, it's probably not shooed. Okay. Because unicorns can't be tamed. True. So True. I, I'm just giving it, it's a wild stallion with a horn that's undead. Okay. That that though that's kind of what I'm building as See, the See, because my thought part. process on this is if it's in a gym on yeah. a gym floor, yeah, ain't gonna have any traction whatsoever. Mm. So, but if it's out in the natural, say in a in a a, a field. See, it's probably or, gonna happen in a field. I'll, I'll say, I'll say a, a football field. Right. Let's let's set the tone at football field. Okay. I I gotta give it to the uh, the undead unicorn. Yeah. I, I mean, just a regular horse can kill you in so many ways. Yeah. They get the trample panic. They get the bite. Right. They get, you know, like, people don't think about that, but horses bite, and that's, that's They terrible. bite, they kick. Yeah. They play for keeps. Exactly. And I, then you add a horn to it, and you make it, I don't know, relatively, depending on decomposition. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe if it lost a leg to decomposition, it would be hindered a bit. No, I'm, I'm assuming it has four right. horse abilities. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of reduced. Right. Say it's running at seventy percent capacity. Yeah. Because it is undead. Either way, I'm still gonna give it to still give it to the unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that one. Right. So uh, the next one that I have it has a bit of a historical twist to it. Okay. Uh, the heavy seas winter storm. Okay. We've had that one. Right. Uh, versus the Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> now what you gonna do? <laughs> the bell chimed twenty-five times. <laughs> yep, that's the real winner in this one. Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot. Exactly. <laughs> On the only call that gets you gummy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're pretty. Much, I think history has already decided that fight. <laughs> I couldn't pass that one up. Mm. So it sounds good. Like, one, good one. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you going winter storm? What the hell? <laughs> So it seems the to be good shipping crew. <laughs> that heavy seas has won that one. Yeah. Uh, so Baltimore has beat Cleveland yet again. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. Uh, the next one that I have is uh, the Pumpkin by Southern Tier. Okay. Uh, versus the Honey Queen by Sam Adams. Hmm. I'm trying to think. See, this one doesn't. The labels don't necessarily lend themselves to anything. No. Right? No. But here's the way I'm looking at it. Okay. There's there's two ways you can look at this. Yeah. You can either go with the first part, where you're talking about the fruit or vegetable yeah. that is involved, or you could go with the second part, which is the royalty. Yeah. Which do you go with? Oh, all right. So, see, I, I almost started getting a little abstract with it. So, okay, so I started going, so Jack Skellington... He's the pumpkin king? He is. He yeah. Is. And I believe that's, yeah, that's kind of how it, the name came to be. Yeah. There's some sort of legend of the pumpkin. Right. It's not the great pumpkin. There's something else. Right. right. That's know. that's Charlie Brown's. Right. That's the Charlie Brown stuff. He has nothing to do with Lakewood, New York. 
And if we're talking a honey queen, I imagine we're thinking about like a queen bee. Correct. Yeah. So, Jack Skellington versus a bee. <laughs> See, I would go another direction because in the game of chess, yeah, the queen is much more versatile than the king. Very true. So if you're on a chess board, I'm going honey queen all the way. Mm. But if it's a honey queen, then it might be stuck to the board. <laughs> yeah, but if it's a, if it's a pumpkin... It's covering the board. <laughs> pumpkin wins. Damn it. <laughs> been pumpkin again. Pumpkin again. Yeah, it's kind of hard to go with that one. Hard to decide. I think I'm going honey queen. Just in general, I'd just pick the pumpkin. I do like that beer. It is a good beer. <laughs> yeah. And I've never actually had the honey queen, which I is have. a mead. Yeah, I've had I believe. Yeah. I've never actually had that one. I've had it. It's, yeah, it's okay. Okay. So we're, we're giving that one to the, the pumpkin. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll give it to the pumpkin simply based on uh, Henry VIII, who was shaped like a pumpkin. <laughs> what? And he would have all his, he would have all his queens <laughs> beheaded. <laughs> How about that? Wow. How's okay. that settle it? <laughs> All right. Okay. Wow. Uh, the last one that I have is Judgment Day okay. by The Lost Abbey okay. Brewing Company uh, versus The Sweet Baby Jesus by Dewclaw. <laughs> hmm. Let's let's tiptoe around this one a little bit. All right. This this one's pretty easy, uh, and I'll, I'll do the tiptoe in for you. It's real simple. Okay. Terminator 2 is a lot better movie than Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Wow, okay, all right. Mm. I mean, if we're going purely on movie? Purely, well, if we go on box office, though, Passion of the Christ did beat out right. Terminator 2. Right. Until that was beat by Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't enter into this. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> Deadpool wins. <laughs> so we're saying for the last one that Deadpool wins. Yeah, Deadpool wins. I mean, unless you want to try to find another way around it. I'm good with saying I'm Deadpool pre- wins. I'm pretty sure in the Bible, Christ always wins in Judgment Day anyway. True. So Deadpool wins. Deadpool wins. Okay, Simple. good enough. All right. <laughs> so that, uh, that, I feel, was a, a pretty successful run-through for Beer Fight. Yeah, good Beer Fight Smackdown. Yeah. Smackdown wrong. Wait, NXT. <laughs> Main event. <laughs> Main event. 205 Live. 205 Live, yeah, with yeah. the purple ropes. Yeah. Nice. Them was the cruiserweights. Cruiserweights with that guy with the umbrella. We did pretty good. We went through that entire segment without making any wrestling references. Well, until just now. Well, and, yeah, and, but we got there. We did. Until <laughs> <Till> just now. <laughs> we got there. That yeah. is correct. Next time probably won't be because no. we'll be prepared to do wrestling fun. Yes, yes. So what do you think about the Voodoo Ranger 8 Hop Pale Ale with its, with its 35 IBUs? Everyone fighting for their lives. I think it's okay. I'm not super duper impressed. Yeah. Just, yeah, I, th- I just think it's an okay beer. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't hop out. and hop out. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't jump out at you. <laughs> doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I think, I think you know, advertising it as an eight hop beer gets up certain expectations. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what those expectations would be for me. For, for me, I guess it would be something super hoppy, and it's not. Right. Right. But all you got to do is look at the label, and I believe it says that it's only 35 IBUs on there, doesn't it? I don't know. Or don't, does it not? No, it's not oh, on the label. Oh, those no. sneaky bastards. No, only uh, the alcohol ABV. At, what was it, 5.8? 5.5. 5.5. It does does tell you it is from Asheville, though. Oh, it does? It is from the Asheville brewery. Oh, so. All right, then. Good enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... Uh, I guess that that kind of comes down to marketing a little bit. Eight hops should be super whamadine, right? Hot bomb, which is interesting because they have they have the other two versions, right. which are way more hoppy, right? Yeah, 
I did, I don't get this beer. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I get it. I think it's I think it's a fine enough drinker for eh. just you know just like summer drinking or whatever. It doesn't do anything for but me. But don't get you know I just don't get super hyped up about it. It's just like a nice citrusy beer. It's all right. Yeah, for summertime, it's eh. not yeah. meh. meh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that means that we got to go to the podium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You want to go first? Who want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Because I don't think you have much to say about number two. <laughs> no, no. Uh, number two is number two uh, in that it comes in third place. That was the Citradelic, yeah. which tasted like hand soap. Apparently I am one of part of the 14%. As we, as we learned in the break. <laughs> that I have some sort of genetic defect that coriander tastes like soap. Yeah. So I learned that about me today. You and 14% of the world taste bubble bath when it takes coriander. Great. So for that one, I'm going to kind of put that as a not applicable. But third place. i got to put it third place. Yeah, I can't just, say not applicable. Yeah, I didn't like no. it. Yeah, you that's personal like it. opinion. Right. I didn't like it. Uh, that's not necessarily due to New Belgium or anything they did or right. didn't do. It's just... It, uh, second place, kind of by default, comes to this Voodoo Ranger 8 Hot Pale Ale. I was not impressed by it. I was okay with it. Okay. I wouldn't seek it out. Yeah. And even if somebody handed it to me, I'd kind of take a look over in the beer fridge or the cooler, see what else is there. Not to be an asshole. Right. But I yeah, yeah, I guess I'd drink it. Fair enough. So for the first place, um, that kind of goes to the watermelon beer. The juicy watermelon. The juicy watermelon with lime. It was a good one. It wasn't great. Uh, it didn't quite stack up to the 21st Amendment, Hell or High Watermelon. It was still good. I drank it. Get me a back porch. Get me a cold one of them. I'll be happy. Okay. Fair how, enough. How about you? Uh, with your non-broken tongue? <laughs> so my non-broken tongue is changing <laughs> rankings around a bit. Third place, I'm actually going to put that juicy watermelon. Okay. I, you know, I find it refreshing and everything, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Something about it. it, it here's the one, one big problem I find with watermelon beers. If it gets warm, it's nasty. It is nasty, nasty, nasty. Yeah, that's so, a good so, call. So that all that already handicaps it in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, me. that means you got to drink it quick. Right. If you, it, they're out on a hot day. Yeah, you got to drink it quick, especially if you're out on a hot day. Right. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, this actually starts tasting like the rind. I don't know if you ever had watermelon rind. I have. Just by accident. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you bite it a little too far. Uh, right. Uh, uh, so done. Um. Like I said before, I didn't think it was. As good as the 21st Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cadillac of watermelon beers. Right. <laughs> so far. <laughs> and, you know, it was better than the Lion and Kugel watermelon shandy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, so I'm just going to leave it at third place yeah. like that. It's it's fine. I drink it if it's at a tailgate or whatever. Right. It's just not something I'm gunning for. You're not bringing it to the tailgate. No, I'm definitely not bringing it, and I'm not gunning for it. Uh, silver, I'm going to give to the uh, Voodoo Ranger 8 Hop. It's a fine enough beer. And I think it's balanced, and I think it works for just kind of all whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of a background beer for me. It doesn't uh, doesn't stick out in any way. It just is a nice citrus drinker. And it's probably something, you know, keep it in your beer fridge for spring and summertime. Yeah. And hopefully it gets all drank by fall, <laughs> so you can start rotating in porters and stouts. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah it was just sort of there. Yeah, it's just sort of there, and I, I think that's the way it kind of should. Of course, be. you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with just having an okay beer. Right. I, I think we've kind of gotten a little snobbish in that sort of way. Yeah, I, I I don't yeah I don't think we're being snobby about it. I just I just think it's good to call it as an okay beer. It's, it's okay a, it's to a, be okay. Again, like the watermelon, it's a good beer to have at mm-hmm. like a tailgate or a cookout or anything. It's a good 
switch them up. Ah, okay. You know? So if you're like drinking a bunch of, if you're if you're in the mood to drink a bunch of different beers in a day, gotcha. It's a good one to have in a switch them up. Which again, why I think it was in a summer sampler. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a good switch them up if you're going from the juicy to the citradelic to the eight hop. You get a lot of different flavors that way. True. Because you get a watermelon flavor, then you get the lime flavor, and then you get this kind of, it's a more tame grapefruit. Yeah, hoppish. Yeah, grapefruit hoppish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at first place, I'm going to put that citradelic. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have wildly different opinions on this one. <laughs> you and I have wildly different genes. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't have the one that makes things taste like bubble bath. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that is su- that is such a really good beer. It's it has that peppery pop, and is complemented all the way through with a with a very good lime flavor. Mm-hmm. It's a very summery lime flavor. It's not sweet like a key lime pie or something like that. It's just it very much just tastes like the fruit. Gotcha. And you know the coriander for me it adds it adds that little bit of spice. Mm-hmm. You know, for me it's spice. <laughs> right, right. For others on the podcast, not right. so much. Yeah. Well then. Yes. I believe that uh, that brings us to the conclusion uh, that, for tonight's yep. episode. Uh, yep, uh, yep, yep. Um, so let's let's do one final fight. Uh, Steve versus social media plugs. <laughs> See if I can fight my way through this. <laughs> If you want to find us on social media, you can search uh, Hop Nation USA, and that will get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to listen to new episodes every Friday, you can find them on SoundCloud and iTunes. Again, just search Hop Nation USA. If you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star rate and review, and that really helps the show grow. And if you want to email us, uh, people you know who brew a better watermelon beer, (laughs) you can email us at uh, hopnationusa at gmail.com. That's about all I got. Yeah, we need Sam next week. Yeah, Sam will be back next week. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold off on... Because I have another citradelic sitting in the fridge right now. Okay. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to make him drink it before the show next week. Just see what he says about it. And see if he's broken like me. Yeah. (laughs) I must break you. You got these bad European jeans. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think that's it. That's all. I'm calling this a successful episode. I think it was a good one. We'll uh, see you next week, Hop Nation. Stay thirsty. No, we can't do that one. No? We get no. sued? I think so. I, I don't know. We didn't really go too far, I don't think, because we didn't call them my friends. Oh, yeah, that's right. So uh, we're kind of on that border. Let's not... Let's Stay we'll thirsty, my enemies. No, that's not it either. No, that's a good... No, we can have a good, we can have a good sign-off. We can figure something out here. Ah. Mm. Uh, nah. Let's just leave. Okay. Peace. Peace.